to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no-bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. of the Karen Kenny show. And I'm a little extra excited, not going to lie, because we have entered Libra season. That's right. We are, we are steadily approaching my birthday month. Uh, my birthday's coming up 10, four, good buddy <laughs> on October 4th. And I love, but I just love birthdays in general, but I like my birthday too. <laughs> so, all right, enough about me. Let's get down to business. And Having said that, that's what today's episode is about. Today's episode is called, and this is what I think I'm going to title it. You gotta be open for business. You gotta be open for business. And so let, let me dive into what I mean by that. We're going to start with a little story, right? Like I would say like, come sit on, come sit on KK's lap. <laughs> she tells you a little story. You guys know me. I'm a storyteller. I love to tell stories, but stories help me kind of get my point across and what I'm trying to share with you from my hat to your hat. So what do I mean when I say you got to be open for business? Okay. So there was this place, right? There was this place, this business uh, that I used to uh, love to go to. And what bummed me out though about this business is I never knew if they were actually going to be open like when I went there, right? And so it was like kind of like loosey-goosey and they would have like set hours, but then depending on the day or the season or if the person felt like it, like I never knew if they were going to be there. And then times, even times when like you would try to call and they wouldn't pick up and you'd be like, oh, they might just be busy in the back. But it wasn't like wicked close to my house. So it took effort. It took time and energy and effort to like get there. And I always felt in my heart, like what I was going to get when I got there was going to be good. So it was worth it. But it got to the point where there were enough times that like I got to the business and like the sign, the sign, like even though the hours said this, there was nobody home, like no lights on, (laughs) nobody home. And what I realized was, oh, the business wasn't reliable. Not when it was open, when it was open, right? The service was great. What you received was great, all that stuff, but it just wasn't consistent enough for my liking. So it wasn't like one of those things where I could just get wicked excited to just like go, like I could plan on it. Like I could count on it. It was wicked inconsistent, which I look at, I think as an entrepreneur, if that's how you want to do things, meaning if that's, that's how you are and you're fine with losing sales or um, having people feel like they can't count on what's written uh, like in the hours or whatever, like who am I? Who am I to judge? I'm just using it as a story that for me, for me, I like to know that I can count on, right? What is happening, that the place is open for business. And what that means is it can actually receive the flow of goods, materials, energetic exchange, maybe in the form of services or product and money 
<laughs> and also the flow of miracles that's trying to come to it. You know, if somebody gets wicked, <laughs> excuse me, if somebody gets wicked excited um, to come check you out or to bring a friend or, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I didn't feel like I could even refer, I could say like, Hey, go to this place, but you always got to check. Cause you never know if it's actually going to be open. And that's not for me, like solid foundation. And I'm actually using the metaphor of a business, but I actually mean this in a spiritual way. So let me break that down for you too. But just kind of hold that idea. Like how, how, like one of the great things is like, one of the interesting things that COVID has done, right? Is like, cause everything went from like, you know, I have friends who have restaurants who um, had to shut down completely for a little while. Um, some were like really reduced to like takeout hours. And it was constantly like, well, the hours might be updated. Like everything was in this flux and it can be really hard to maintain success if there's not that consistency, that knowing, right? So it was just, you know, kind of like whatever. And so now that everything is kind of like, in a takeout status, it's like, you know, right? Okay. These hours, this is when they're going to be open. And especially when times in life are extra stressful, we want, want to know that we can count on things. And I know that things in life aren't guaranteed. And I know that obviously emergencies happen and uh, the world is, is extra wicked weird right now. Um, and I'm just saying though, right? So like knowing that we can count on particular things, knowing that there's going to be consistency really has a lot, I think plays a lot in success, but I think it also plays a lot, not just in our professional lives, but it plays a, a powerful role in our personal lives and in our spiritual lives. So, you know, imagine that, like, imagine that, like, you can't just talk to your friends. You can't just talk to your friends about like, oh, like, hey, um, and I'm going to get to the spiritual part in a second, but you can't really just talk to your friends and say like, oh, I, I want to open a business. At some point you got to take action, right? Like talk, talk only gets you so far. It's the same thing when people talk about in acts of injustices or acts of tragedy or acts of whatever, um, where they say like, oh, I'm sending thoughts and prayers. And, and look at, I know the power of thoughts and prayers, and I'll talk about that a little bit later on, but they're also, uh, if we want to see, um, change at some point too, action is required. Right. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about. So you can't just talk about it. Like I can't like just talk about wanting to have a business at some point, I'm going to have to go to the state you know, and register the name and see if the LLC or whatever is available. And then I might have to get a website or business cards or have a Facebook page. Like I got to have a means to let people know it exists. And if it's a physical business, right, you can't just talk about having a business. At some point, you're going to have to flip the sign. You know, like when you go to a business, like the old school businesses, and they have like those little literal, like those paper or cardboard signs that say open and closed on them. At some point, you got to flip that sucker to open and you got to turn on the lights and cha-ching, you got to set up your payment collection system. And then you got to let people know you're there, right? You got to be open for business. It's not in theory. It's like, you got to practice it. You know, it's like where it says somewhere in the Bible, like faith without works is dead. Yeah. Faith is amazing, but faith is often grounded by personal experience. It's not just theory. It's not just up in the head. You got to move from the head to the hat. And I often say like, especially with my writers, I'm like, you got to move from the head to the hat and out through your hands. And so when I apply this spiritually with my mentoring clients, uh, my spiritual mentoring clients, one of the things that I often say to them is like, look, you got to be open for business 
with God and Holy Spirit, your inner teacher, your spiritual team, right? And they'll be like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, you can't ask, you know, because you'll, you'll often hear me say spiritual team on the job. And when I say spiritual team on the job, like what, what I'm often referring to is like, I have put my spiritual team on the job. I have asked for their input. I have asked for their guidance. I have asked for their help because I know that if I'm running the business, quote unquote, the business of my life, never mind my, my actual you know, entrepreneurial business, but if I'm just running my life, my business, I know that I need their input. And I need their help and I need their guidance. And every day in my daily spiritual practices, first thing in the morning before my feet even hit the floor, I have put them in charge, right? There's a beautiful line in The Course in Miracles that says, today I will make no decisions by myself. And I often say, I will make no decisions by myself. I add on to it because it's no longer uh, smart to do so. It is no longer intelligent to do so. Instead, I will make decisions in counsel with infinite wisdom. I will make decisions in, um, uh, through the guidance of divine um, intelligence. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so move beyond just the ego intellect and tap into something greater. So first thing I do is I put the universe, I put God, I put whatever you want to say, Holy Spirit, spirit, um, my higher power, my highest self, my spiritual team. Uh, I put them on alert that KK is open for business, number one. <laughs> but the, the thought, the thought, like you can't just talk about things, you actually gotta do things. That next step is like, I often say to people, you can't ask God to guide your life. You cannot ask the divine. You cannot ask your, your as, as Abraham Lincoln said, I, said he, I think he said that the, the, um, the better angels of our nature, right? We cannot ask our angel team, our better angels, our spiritual team or whatever to help our asses out. You cannot say to them, please guide my life. Please guide my steps. If you're then not gonna be willing to move or use your damn feet, you gotta be willing to walk. So it's not enough to just say, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Like, I think it's cool to have a spiritual team. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I just like to talk like that, you guys. Oh my God. I think it would be so amazing um, if like my spiritual team could help me. It's like, yeah, great. They're always willing to help your ass, but you've got to do the follow through. You've got to do your part. You've got to be open for business. You got to flip the sign, turn on the lights, cha-ching the register, take an ad, like whatever the thing is, right? So we can't, I'm going to say it one more time. You cannot ask God, the divine, the beloved, your higher power, the universe, spirit, your spiritual team, Holy Spirit, Jesus, whatever you are, Jesus. You can't say like Jesus, you like take the wheel and then you keep trying to like grab it back or you actually don't even get in the car, right? Like at some point, <laughs> at some point, you got to take some action. You got to get your ass in motion. So I'll simplify it. You can't ask God to guide your steps, to guide your life if you aren't willing to walk, if you aren't willing to move your damn feet. And there's another great story about this that I kind of, and some of you may have already heard this story in some form or fashion, but I always love it because I think it kind of really represents the ways that spiritual people set themselves up or the way that people talk about like, 
I don't know, manifestation and the law of attraction and like all that stuff where they're just like, oh, the universe will provide. I'm like, well, there's a part two. <laughs> there's a step two. There's a part B. You know what I'm saying? And so I always like to time to tell this story. So this town finds out, right, there's a massive flood warning coming, right? And the dam is not prepared, okay? This is, this is an allegory or a metaphor or whatever you want to call it. It's not, this is not a true story, but it is. It's like truthy truth, but in like story form, right? So they know that this massive flood is coming. Oh, maybe I can use this allegory sometime using Noah, Noah and the animals. <laughs> I love animals. All right, KK, and we're back. All right, so we know that there's a massive flood coming. So this guy is at his house and his buddy pulls up in his car and he's like, eh, eh. he's like laying on the horn. And the guy like comes out onto the porch and he's like, what? And he's like, hey, John, did you see the report? Like the flood's coming. We got to get out of here. And he's like, come on, get in the car. I have room for you. Grab a bag. Like, let's go. And he's like, nah, I prayed to God and I asked for his help. And uh, I believe you know, he's going to save me. And he's like, dude, no, like the waters are going to be wicked high. Like, you know, the reports were all, like all came out, like we got to go. And he's like, nope, I'm a man of faith. I'm going to like stay in the house. God's going to take care of me. And the guy's like, okay, man. You know, and he, and he drives off like shaking his head. Well, of course, now it starts to rain, right? And the river is rising and the dam and the levee isn't working. And then like the flood starts to come. And everybody else is pretty much gone because they were smart enough. They were like out of here. And, you know, maybe a few rescue people like stuck around or whatever. But most of the neighbors are, are gone. So now this guy has to move up to the second floor of his house because the water is rising. And now the porch is covered. Now the first floor of his house is covered. And all of a sudden he hears the sound of a motor. And he's got his windows open because he's kind of like freaking out. Like now it's getting real. Like now it's getting legit and scary. And uh, the water has ris risen up high enough that like the boat comes by, like at the level of the second floor window. And, you know, the guy's like waving his arms out the thing. And he's like, how is it out there? And the guy in the boat's like, dude, you can see how it is out here. Like, get in. I'm driving around. And I'm trying to rescue any animals or people that I see. And he's like, he's like, no, thank you so much. But like, I prayed to God and like, God's going to save me. You know, I'm going to be all set. And the guy's like, dude get in the boat. And he's like, nah, 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 all set, right? Whatever. And the, uh, the guy like, again, takes off shaking his head, whatever. Now the water comes even higher. The guy goes into the attic. He has to find it. He crawls out. He takes his little ladder thing. He crawls out up onto the roof. Now he's up on the roof and a helicopter comes by. Like, right. They had sent in like, you know, the troops or whatever. They're trying to help, trying to find any people who are stranded, who are abandoned, who are left behind, whatever. The guy's up on the roof and the helicopter comes and they're like, dude, and he's like, wait, you know, he like waved his arms, like he's waving at him. And they're like, sir, we're going to drop the ladder, like get in. And he's like, no, all set. Like God's, God's going to save me. <laughs> you guys know where the story is going, right? Yeah, no, he doesn't get in the damn helicopter. The thing takes off, the guy drowns and he dies. Then he gets up to the pearly gates. It's up to the pearly gates of heaven. And he's like, I'm dead. He let me down, right? God let me down. Like, how could he do this? And he demands, he demands to, to talk to God. <laughs> Can you imagine doing that? Right? He demands to talk to quote unquote God. So um, God takes, God, God grants him, grants him, right? Uh, an audience. And so the guy pulls up and he's like, 
he's like, how could you do this to me? I've been a faithful, whatever, fill in the blank, right? I say my prayers every day. I do my stuff and I, I believe in you. And I believed you were going to save me and that you were going to help me. And I prayed and God's like, whoa, 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 slow your roll, John. <laughs> he's like, so, you know, first of all, I had the people say over the radio and the TV that the flood was coming. So like I gave you a warning, right? To get prepared, to take care of yourself, to get out of town. But no, you didn't go. You know, and then I sent Jim with, with his car like you wouldn't get in the car. And then I sent the boat and I sent the helicopter. You guys know what I'm saying, right? It's not enough to ask for our life to be guided, to ask for help. We gotta then be willing to move our feet, to take the action, to do the work. The divine is always willing to guide us from the inside out. We have access to these resources always, but you gotta be open for business. You can't just talk about it. You gotta be willing to take that inspired action. Now, granted, it could be hard to take inspired action if you don't trust the source. And that's why daily spiritual practices are so powerful because they start to deepen our relationship to our true self, our source and spirit. And when we start to have that daily connection, just like you would in any friendship, you know, I know people, I know mothers and daughters who talk every day. I know siblings who talk every day. I know best friends who like text each other or talk in some form, like, you know, every day. Sometimes they just send up a little wave, a little hot, a little how you do, right? But like those kind of relationships, when you know you can count on the other person, you can rely on the other person, it is proven through time. And that's how trust develops. And when you have trust, then that just kind of amplifies faith to me, for me, uh, to a whole new level. But for even that relationship to start um, taking, um, like gaining traction in your life, you got to get some skin in the game. You got to sit your ass down on the daily, right? On a daily basis. And you got to be, be determined and, and dedicated and disciplined and devoted. You got to sit down to be open and receptive. So first of all, you're developing the relationship uh, through prayer, right? And of course in miracles, we say prayer is the medium of miracles. And I believe this to be true. I believe that prayer is powerful, but prayer is often, it's like, well, I'm not just gonna pray that nobody breaks into my house. Sure, I'll pray. And then I'll probably also lock my doors, right? I know a guy down the street, he doesn't lock his doors, never locked his doors in 30 years, but he also sleeps with a gun under his pillow. So I guess like whatever, right? Like you gotta, I guess people have to decide for themselves. But what I'm saying here is this, it's a lot easier to trust something when you start to have a relationship with it and there's consistency there right? I have always felt, um, I, maybe I shouldn't say always. I, I think that it's good to question, right? It's good to question. And I remember like after my mother died, I would, I, I didn't ask God, why did you do this? But I did ask, why did this happen? Why? Like why her? Why this? You know, all, that, all, a lot of those why questions, because that's what often happens, right? Uh, first when there's trauma or grief or tragedy or whatever, there's that, those big why questions, you know, but I'm turning 52 
Uh, and I, I'm, I'm wicked happy to be back in even numbered years, by the way. <laughs> I got a thing with even numbers. Little weirdo. It's okay. I'm over here like a little weirdo. Um, but um, I've had some time to decide, you know, uh, my level of trust. And I always say like, you know, my, my, one of my lifelong practices besides patience, Ooh, Lord, help me say a prayer for me around patience, but it's also around, um, trusting people, right? I really, I, I have no, I, I trust my spiritual team, like beyond. I trust, I trust my inner teacher and Holy spirit beyond. I trust Jesus and God and the whole shebang beyond. Um, and it's like, it's people I'm still a little like hesitant about. And that's something that, you know, I'm, I've been working on, uh, for like a wicked long time. And it's something that like, you know, you know, part of it, like part of my mind is I'm even saying it out loud. Like I kind of hear that I, I call it like a word impression. I get like a word impression in my head and it's like, well, if I, if I trust the divine, I trust my spiritual team, then I don't have to worry about the people. That's what I just heard in my head. So like, okay, amen. Thank you for that. Um, so see, like, this is the beautiful thing about talking about these things is that I get to receive too. <laughs> so that's kind of awesome. So, you know, when I go back and I think about that story always cracks me up, right? The way that we, we blame God and we blame the divine, we blame other people. And it's like, Hey, you know, I sent the boat. And sometimes I'll say to my clients, like, look, I, I sent the books I sent the links to the modules. I sent the links to the podcast episodes. I sent the links to the Calendly one-to-one -one appointment. Like I'm doing my part, right? But when the transformation transportation pulls up in front of your house, you got to be willing to get on board. When the transformation transportation shows up and whether it's in the form of a car, a helicopter, a friggin' boat, like a book, a teacher, a podcast, a training, a chance to do one-to-one -one mentoring. When the transformation, right, transportation arrives, you've got to be willing to be open for a business and take action. And so often, I can't tell you how many times people will, will come to me um, or, you know, whatever, with a story or their victimization or their suffering and I, I, I'm very clear, like, I know that I can be helpful. I know that this work that I do with them, and it's not about me, right? It's about the space that the, and call it, call it sacred space, call it holy space, call it safe space where transformation can happen. People have got to be willing to move their feet right? They got to be willing to get skin in the game. They got to be willing. And what I often find is that my sweetie and I talk about this often, that there's a lot of talk that happens. There's a lot of quote unquote praying that happens. Please help me. Please help me. Please help me. And then the help shows up. And then it's like, mm, yeah. And what I often, often what we, as I was saying, what my sweetie and I talk about is people say they want to change but they don't actually want to do the work required that leads to change. And he said it one time to me and he said, well, they want change without having to give up what they're currently doing. They want change without actually having to do anything differently without being uncomfortable. And that's the part of, I'm talking about, like, you got you to gotta turn the, the sign on the door that says open for business. You got to turn on the lights. You got to say yes to the program, or you got to say, 
yes to your daily spiritual practices or yes to reading fill in the blank a course in miracles um you know any any the the, the spiritual books right the books that give us guidance the books of the mystics and the saints and the sages you've got to be able to move beyond just talk and get excuse me <laughs> i just kind of burped a little you guys and you got to say yes to like you know, moving from thoughts to actual intentional action. And so much of this, I'm not saying say yes to everything. I, I always say to people, be wicked picky about who you allow in your ears, in your mind, right? Like, and I don't necessarily, like, when I say in your heart, I don't mean it that way because I think love is, is the greatest currency that we have. Don't be stingy with your love. Don't be, don't be a tightwater cheap with your love. <laughs> But you should, you should be wicked choosy about who is influencing the way that you think, the way that you conduct yourself, the choices you make, your behaviors, the way that you do business. You should be wicked picky about that. And that's why, like, you know, I have that whole process before I work with somebody, you know, I, they fill out an application and I check that shit out and I take it seriously because I can usually tell based on how somebody is answering, whether they're actually ready where what they think of themselves and what they think versus what they're, how they're actually showing up and arriving, right? And this isn't about judgment. It's not. It's, it's about discernment, which is to me a totally different thing because I don't want to take somebody's money who then isn't going to actually get results because they're not ready for the transformation transportation. They're not ready to get on the boat. They weren't ready to get in the car. They're definitely not ready for the helicopter. It's like, nope, like we're not, we're not ascending. We're not, we're, they're actually really comfortable in their suffering. Uh, and I'm not saying this, like, I know this from, from experience because I know how long, right. It took me, you know, to say like, yeah, I'm ready to do this differently. I gotta, <laughs> there must be, when you're finally able to say there must be a better way. That's like step one. Like there must be a better way. Like I recognize that there's a problem. And then you got to be willing to kind of meet yourself on that field of compassion, right? With, with, with clarity and awareness, but then with like compassion and acceptance and be like, yeah, I know how I got here. And, um, and even if I don't know exactly how I got here, I'm here. And then that's when, that's when the miracle can actually occur is when we realize like, oh, there must be a better way. Cause the way I've been doing this and trying to do it all on my own, like isn't working anymore. And so, you know, if I go to work with somebody, if I sign up for somebody's program or if I sign up to a, a course or I even buy somebody's book, I'm saying I am putting the signal out. I am open for business. I am open for my mind to change or my trauma to heal or the way that I thought to shift, right? And of course, in miracles, we say a shift in perception from fear to love. That is the miracle. So I am constantly, all, literally all day long, I am open for business. Like my spiritual team knows KK is open for business. And when I find myself, you know, there might be certain situations in my life where maybe I've tried to close the door. I tried to shut off the lights because for, for whatever reason, right? Whether there's a fear there or, um, you know, the ego loves to hold a grudge. But I was just telling a client the other night, you know, you can have a grievance or you can have a miracle. Like you cannot have both. So if I feel tempted to shut the door, 
to lock down, to say no sales, no business happening right now, right? I, I've been doing this long enough that I catch myself fairly quickly. And that's the thing. I don't walk around holding grudges. You know, even people I say, I, I, and, and I talk about this a lot, especially around the time of my birthday each year, you know, um, the forgiveness factory is always open in my heart. I don't walk, even, even if there, I have relationships um, in my life where there might be people that I don't speak to anymore, or I don't have like ongoing contact with, I, I'm not, I haven't locked them out of my heart. I haven't canceled them in my heart. It just might be that it was time for that relationship to transition. But I don't walk around with malice, you know? I don't walk around wishing anybody suffering or hating on people. That's just not my way. I'm not, I'm not interested in that. That, that talk about suffering, talk about creating your own experience of hell. So that's why, like, I'm really interested in trying to be open for business 24 seven. I don't think as a business business, like I'm talking legit as a, I think 24 seven is, is like talk about burnout and even hustling. I'm like, when you actually look up what the word hustle means and especially what it meant to me as somebody in my fifties, what when we talked about hustling when we were kids, uh, yeah, you didn't want to be doing that. You didn't want to be a hustler. Um, you know, there was like a cool edge to this idea. Oh, he hustles people, but it's not a good connotation. <laughs> so it's so fascinating to me being an entrepreneur nowadays, right? So my whole point about this thing about being open for business, I think we also have to have good boundaries, right? Around our time and our energy levels, especially when we're in a world where, Things are really, really, like I said, it's a wicked weird world right now and um, it's intense. And, I, and I, I've talked to a lot of people who've been saying lately, all kinds of people, my friends who, have, who are entrepreneurs, right, who are just saying like, oh my God, I'm just, I find myself so tired right now. My friends of color who are navigating uh, this landscape of brutality and injustice and <sighs> all the racial inequality and the divides and all the things we're feeling, they're feeling exhausted. Um, and even myself, like, like this change of seasons, right? I'm a summer person, like, like full out, full out summer person. When I lived in California, did not miss the seasons. I know that might be sacrilegious as a New England kid to say, but did not miss the seasons. I, I can do summer 24 <laughs> seven. But here's the one thing that I mean by that. So when I say be open for business, I mean spiritually. I mean mentally, you got to let your mind also be open. Let your heart be open. Be open, be an open conduit to receive. We can't just ask and not be willing to move our feet. And I've heard people say time and time again, like, I'm like, oh, so you prayed or you, you did law of attraction stuff where you like tried to visualize and manifest and call in like physical things like, you know, like cars and the home of your dream, the fucking job of the person, you know, like your dream pot and all this stuff. And I'm like, but we got to move it beyond just making a request. I always say like, God is not your fucking errand boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like Wendy's when you drive up or whatever, whatever place you drive up to the drive-thru, like you place your order and you just think like, oh, that's it. So, you know, we all have our roles to play. So I always say that the transformation transportation is, is available to us, but we've got to be open business. You got to do your part. You can't just talk about it. You get to, to recap here. You can't just talk about it. You got to turn the sign around. You got to put the lights on, right? Again, you can't ask God to guide your steps and guide your life. You can't ask the divine. I always say, fill in your happy word for God, right? You can't just ask 
the God of your understanding, uh, to guide your life and your steps. If you're not willing to move your damn feet, if you're not willing to, uh, to walk, you got to walk, right? And you got to be open for business because the divine will send you, right? The you will be sent the things that you need, but you've got to be awake and aware enough to like recognize that they're right in front of you. And they don't always come in the packages that we expect. Like sometimes it's like broad, it's like right there. Like, dude, wake up, <laughs> become awakened and notice, right? You know, but sometimes it doesn't always come. So in the way that we expect or even want. So we have to be like really like paying attention. You know, I often say to my clients, They'll be like, oh my God, KK, since doing this work with you, I've just noticed like, and they'll say all different kinds of things, whether it's like, I just noticed this or the flow of miracles or like whatever they say. And I'll be like, look, it's not like your spiritual team all of a sudden got better at their jobs. <laughs> it's that you're paying better attention. You are now open for business. You hung the shingle that said open the light, the, like the neon lights are flashing open, open right? That's the only way we can actually be helped. So um, I hope that this podcast in some way uh, arrives in your life, however it arrives, right? As a little bit of transformation, transportation. <laughs> and I hope you get on the bus, people. I hope you get on the bus with KK and friends. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. I love you guys and I appreciate you so much. And hey, look, for my birthday, uh, here's another thing about being open for business. You know, I have a friend who um, is a genius in a lot of different ways. And uh, she was asking me about like, you know, um, what I'm offering right now, like in my business. And I'm just transparent. So I just tell you guys, I got nothing to hide. And I was like, well, you know, I do one-to-one I do -one mentoring. And then I also have this little Course in Miracles mini course thing that I do. And then I also have my monthly ongoing spiritual membership called The Nest. And she's like, well, when's the last time you actually told, call it your list or your people or on social media, like that you put it out there that you're like accepting new clients. Like you actually, you know, made a pretty bold, like, you know, effort to, to be open for business in that way. And I had to go back and look through all my newsletters and I was like, Ooh, it's been like two years. It's been like <laughs> since 2018, since I really did a push for one-to-one -one mentoring. Um, the membership I just opened up in, at the end of May. So that, that I did, but even that, I only did it for like a week. Uh, but it's been a while since I've really did a, a, an intentional call to action. So I'm just perking you, perk up your ears. So uh, I think next week's podcast or whatever, maybe I'll talk about it a little bit more, but I'm going to be I'm going to be opening some things up. I'm going to be opening up um, intentionally, purposefully. Um, I'm going to be letting you guys know. So just sit, stay, stay tuned for that. I'm actually going to be like opening the doors <laughs> for business. So for some one-to-one -one spiritual mentoring, which I'm wicked excited about. And if you want to know about that, here's the thing. If you want to know what's going on in my world, like, like in terms of like, sometimes I have really incredible interviews for the podcast coming up. Um, sometimes you want to know first, like when I have a workshop or a retreat or an opening in my mind, like whatever, if you want to stay in touch and you want to know what's happening, I always love staying in touch with you guys. Um, you just got to go online. You go to my website. Here's what you got to do. You type in, right? Karen Kenny, K-E-N-N-E-Y, karenkenny.com slash freebie, 
F-I, that's an I, like Robert, <laughs> F-I-E-E-B-I-E, freebie, uh, karenkenny.com slash freebie. And you get on my list and then you will be in the know. Um, Cause I got, I know I have something coming up in December that I'm going to be doing. Um, I know that I have um, some fun guests coming up on the show. I'm going to be opening up, like I said, some spots to work intimately one-to-one in mentoring, et cetera. So come and join the list, join the fearless flow family people. I'd love to have you. It'd be amazing. Um, so, um, yeah, just have an amazing rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening. I never, ever, ever take it for granted. I know how busy life is right now, especially with like, you know, so many parents trying to figure out how to like work from home. And some of you teach from home and people trying to figure out next steps and just the whole world trying to figure out next steps, right? Especially with the election and stuff coming up in November. So just know you guys, you are not alone. You are not alone. The divine is always there. There's a beautiful line. And of course, in miracles, it says, you know, um, I placed my angels all around you. He has placed his angels all around you for, he would not leave you comfortless. And I really believe that you got to be open for business though. You got to let, you got to let them know, Hey, please have me go where you would have me go. Have me do what you would have me do. Have me say what you would have me say and to whom and whatever your version of that is, right? Asking for help, getting, getting quiet enough to receive the guidance and then having the courage to actually take the inspired action. So wherever this journey might take you, right? The people, the places, the pets, the animals, the environment, whoever you come upon, whoever you interact with, may you leave the people, the place um, and the beings better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. (laughs) I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.